Well, hello and welcome back to your new favorite podcast, Chapter in a Chat. I am your humble host and narrator, Jamil. Yeah, in this series, we've been going through As a Black Man Thinketh by Reggie Whitaker. Had a couple of chapters so far. Very powerful information. We've had a few little discussions. So let's keep it rolling. Let's move right along into chapter five, the revolution. Let's get started. Who will it be? Will it be you? Who will step up and take a stand for the African-American man, woman, and child? We can no longer continue to be silent. The tides of this country are turning We have to be leaders in our communities and the emotional backbones of our families. Our people need to know that they can depend on us. We are so far behind. I can't stress this enough. Hell, I'm behind. The only thing I've ever started and finished in my life is this book. Trust me, I've started a lot of things. I'm no better than you. By the time you read this book, I will be continuing my life and business in Atlanta, Georgia. It is a very exciting moment for my family and I, but I would be remiss if I didn't admit I'm a little nervous. However, the overwhelming feeling of black excellence experienced every time I'm in the city makes me feel like it's exactly where I need to be, and I'm ready. The revolution starts with African-Americans coming together to help every other African-American. We have to be willing to spread more love. Pay attention to what's going on in our community from the school board on up to the mayor's office. Find out who your leaders are in the community and talk to them. They can speak to the people who make the rules. And once you're in the door, become a part of the group that makes the rules and does right by the people. It's all about speaking up and speaking out. You see what's going on in the current events. Donald Trump and others alike are showing us that there is much more work to be done in this country. From race relations, school system funding and failures, women's equality, and much more. He is what I would call someone who is very insecure. He is the face of the oppressor. How he acts reflects the leadership of the old, but what he's really revealing to us is there are a lot of leaders playing both sides and white privilege is still and always has been a real thing. Seems like a huge slap in the face to the American people and to the African-Americans in particular. The white establishment did not like eight years of beautiful black representation in their White House, regardless of who put him there. It's so funny how outraged people were when Donald Trump got elected. It was clear to me that this was all an act. Once he won the Republican nomination, I knew he would become president. At the end of the day, Republicans, independents, Green Party members, and Democrats both share one common bond, the stock market. Everyone has skin in the game. What do they care if taxes go up for people who make under 20K a year or the fact middle-class Americans are barely making ends meet because of asinine health care premiums and child care costs? They don't. They're sitting on their hands while he runs the country into the ground. Are we prepared to act today if opportunity presents itself? 
I don't know the future of America, but I will say this. Whatever we didn't have before, we have now, and we can make a change. We will never get this close again. We don't pay attention enough to what's going on and what makes us vulnerable. We should be interested in the stock market and worldly events. If you want to know what's really going on, follow the money. Think about the Bitcoin and blockchain phenomenon. Many people were not millionaires five years ago, but they are today, and it's because they kept their ears to the street. Then they made the right move at the right time. There's still time for us to get in. If it can teach you something, save your life, make you money, then you should want in. Information is the most valuable commodity in the world. You have to be in the know. Another unarmed black man was murdered in Sacramento. In the beginning, I didn't even know the details because at this point, I'm tired of hearing about these types of things. The irony in this whole story is tweets were released where the black man claimed to not like black women, etc. Do you not understand what the system has done to him? Regardless of his beliefs, he is still one of us and I pray his family finds healing. No one deserves to die that way. No one deserves to have their life taken from them. The saddest part is, regardless of what he thought about our queens, he was still a threat to them. He was still black. They didn't care he had an Asian girlfriend and mixed children. They killed him anyway. If you are a black man and ever been arrested or experienced the system, you know that this is easily, easily could have been you. What I do know is he was shot multiple times in the back. How threatening can a man be with his back turned and unarmed? It goes back to a point I made earlier about having more law enforcement officers of color, our own armed neighborhood, city, and statewide security detail. It won't be an easy transition at first, but the benefits and potential impact it will have in the long run make it worth a try. We have to live more for the long game. These police kill our people, get paid administrative leave, and most often, time acquitted. There has to be something we can do to make sure this stops happening. Enough is enough. Tupac also told us a long time ago, the music industry would be what it is today. He saw how much money was being made and the impact it had on the youth and predicted we would have the power to make change if we wanted to. Do you think our hip hop leaders, athletes, and other black people of influence should be doing more? Maybe it's time they start using their clout and fan base to shed light on the injustices that still exist in our black communities. I'm not pointing the finger at anyone because we are not going to do that here. All I'm saying is the resources are available. But more important than the resources are the fact that our youth listen they emulate and look up to the entertainers of today. Whether they like it or not, their word can impact and change and the people will follow. That being said, in my heart, I feel our black entertainers and people of influence are starting to understand their true power. The signs are everywhere if you pay close attention. Things are changing and people are waking up. It's clear they understand their black power and influence amongst our people. This is a great start. 
Maybe it's more about men like me and others alike stepping up and attending school board meetings, city council meetings, and voting. Although I'm a convicted felon, I went through the process of reinstating my civil rights. If you're a convicted felon like myself and haven't applied for reinstatement of your civil rights in your state and you don't have a violent offense, make sure you do that immediately. It costs you nothing and restores your unalienable rights, not to mention allowing you to vote again and run for public office if you like. To my brothers who are incarcerated, remember you too have a chance as long as there is air in your body. The internet enables us all to make moves and financially provide for ourselves and our families. You could buy stocks and bonds, go to school, or start a small business. It's all about connecting with the right people and staying away from the wrong people. America leaves its loopholes for all of us to make a way. You have to think your way out before you get out. I believe in you, my brothers. My younger brother is currently four years into a 15-year sentence in the federal penitentiary. He hasn't complained once. My youngest brother has been in city jail for two years. There's even been an attempt on his life by another inmate. He hasn't complained once. These are soldiers, and the system may have them now, but the system won't get the last laugh. We will. Stay strong, brothers. To all of my brothers in every penitentiary and in every jail with Nixonomics, Reaganomics, two-time Bushonomics, and Clintonomics, jail sentences find a way to conquer the fight within. If you have a release date, you have light. Come home and be honorable men. Provide for your family and never let the system win again. This is important to note. Our school systems need to be fixed. After-school programs need to be revisited, revised, and reopened. There needs to be a clean sweep of corruption in our inner-city political arenas. Our leaders should want to establish a sense of moral obligation to the citizens of their communities, to be honest. Properly handle funds and be service to the people. Just because they do it doesn't mean we need to. You know, President Obama's greatest achievement and contribution, African-American people, in my opinion, was his ability to represent how a warrior should treat his queen and how to live, walk and breathe with honor and integrity. Maybe he didn't speak out aggressively and openly on certain issues, but his actions spoke volumes. He gave us and the world an up-close and personal glimpse into the future. This will be the future of the African-American family. An abundance of love, respect, honor, and unity. There are a lot of issues to tackle, but first, we need to learn to love each other, work together, and create. A lot of this can be initiated with a simple introduction or conversation. There's too much talent being given away to otherwise going on unnoticed that belongs to us. I feel Atlanta is the best place for me to start looking for like-minded individuals who just can't live with the thought that their children will more than likely incur our debt and Lord knows what else. Our people should not be content with where we are today because there's so much more to do. 
It has to bother you that if not taken seriously, the African-American as we've earned the right to be called will no longer exist. This is a reality. We will be like extinct animals of the wild to never be thought of or appreciated again. Everyone will steal our culture again. Women, our swag, our way of life, and everything that encompasses it, and then they'll sell it. I've read a good amount of material over the last few years and still have a lifetime to go, but I understand that every generation has an obligation to inform the next. I believe our African-American leaders of our past did a fine job in doing that. They also left clear messages and clues for all inquiring minds that no matter how much money we get or successful one of us may become, the fight is far from over and we are still inferior to them. It is ultimately up to us, black American men, to know and accept our true position. Black king, inferior to no man. It's time for the African-American man, the black king, to reclaim his rightful position and join alongside the queens who've been patiently waiting for us to deliver them and our families from the psychological burden of the slave mentality. We are a blessed people. I often talk with my close friends about how important our role is in today's age as African-American men. We want our descendants to look back and be proud of us. We want them to know they mattered. There's still much valuable American soil for sale. We still have time to buy stocks, bonds, and mutual funds in our names. It isn't too late to start online businesses or a family LLC like Sam Walton, the founder of Walmart, how he did. It's time to level up. We can repay our own reparations through the use of group economics and hard work. It is our responsibility to lay the foundation. Too many have died for us to let up now. No, this is when we turn it up. This is when we take all of the information, all of our resources and talent, formulate a plan and execute it. The revolution starts in the homes. Are you allowing your children to get spoon-fed the same lies they fed us growing up? Or are you telling them the truth? Our children need to know they're walking in greatness every time they leave the house. They need to know their real history, not the made-up one. It is up to us to instill this in them. We cannot look for anyone else to uplift, love, and encourage our children. Our job is to protect them. Fill them with love and teach them the way of the king and queen. All over the world, there are children who have to fight for their freedoms and independence. Some children still live in bondage and are not free to speak their mind. Still, they fight on. I am humbled by their strength. I head to Mimi. Free Palestine. Free I head. The 17-year-old Palestinian girl who is most famous for slapping an Israeli soldier when she was 12 years old still sits in prison today and has not said a word or given an inch to her oppressors. This young lady needs to be saluted. It is clear she is willing to die for her cause and her people. The strength she's shown will be remembered no matter what happens to her. This is what it takes. She will be a legend to her people. It is my firm belief that she will come out on top. She will win. When you are willing to put in all on the line, 
you can't lose. The whole point is to be heard. And the fact is, if you are unafraid and stand on unwavering faith, willing to die if needed for what you believe, they have no choice but to listen. You will need to decide whether or not it is more important to live a life well lived or to live a life of impact and service that people will remember. Legacy. My brothers, start to take control of the things that may have your life spiraling out of control. You are an unpolished diamond waiting to shine. Don't be afraid to embrace your greatness. Support your family and your queen. Be the loving person who is always willing to listen. Practicing makes it easier. The bottom line, take care of it. I know you're going through it and my words are easier said than done. Maybe you're not financially stable or having a relationship issue. Maybe your parents are sick or you're having issues figuring out your next step in life. Understand you must be in tune with yourself before you can be of help to anyone else. We want to become assets versus liabilities in the lives of the people we love. There's no room for excuses or time for complaints. Be the man of your family, whether you were raised to be one or not. Listen to your voice. Remember, this is your ultimate guide. That is the voice that will lead you to heaven. The revolution starts in the mind of every African-American who truly understands their true identity and contribution to the country and the world. The revolution begins with making a clear decision to the life full of optimism, love, black pride, and hope. We must speak legacy to our children. They must understand the importance of their last names and the sustainability of the African-American family. Our children must understand how to create opportunities and live as sellers, not buyers. We must stress the importance of saving money and not living beyond our means. Teach your children the difference between an asset and a liability. Talk to them about ownership and equity. If you haven't already, open up a bank account for them and teach them how to balance a checkbook. The school system does not teach our children any of these things, and part of the revolution is coming to this realization. Our children need our responsibility. The conversation has to go from, you need to get a job, to, let's help you start a business. This is an important component to revolution. Support black businesses. We always complain of bad customer service with Black-owned business, but will allow an Asian-owned business and others alike to come into our communities, disrespect us, and display the same of bad customer service. The revolution is taking the time to support and own our beginning process of circulating the Black dollar back into our communities. Our dollar carries more weight and has more power than we think. Simplify. Our children think we have to be athletes, rappers, or centers of attention to make money. Let them know this is far from the truth. The outlets and platforms we can utilize to make money are limitless. Stop minimizing our children's talents by telling them to only focus on school. Of course, school is important, but also teach them how to live off the land. It seems to me that the future will call for every family to have a side business. It doesn't have to be a Fortune 500 company. It could be something as simple as selling iPhone cases and accessories online. 
The revolution is teaching our children to think outside of the box and to be competitive, but more importantly, to make money. Another way we can level up as a people is to push our children to be bilingual. I often tell my daughter, in 10 years, she will be the only person in her circle of friends who only knows one language if she doesn't take her studies serious. She's studying Spanish at the moment, but Chinese, Russian, or Arabic are all great languages to know. Another topic of debate that really bothers me is our tradition of forcing our children out of the home at 18 years old, sometimes even younger, and we know they're not ready. Do you not understand this puts us at a disadvantage? Releasing children to the wild when we know they are not ready, then judge them for becoming animals. This type of behavior must stop. Parenting is not a job, it's a choice and one that you made. If they're not ready, it's your fault and you should be there to help them. This is the only way we can be competitive in the future and rebuild trust and unity amongst families. Our children should not feel like a burden or a liability. Children are gifts and perfect souls that we ultimately mold. I will say the revolution has already started with some of us. As always, our women are front and center in the fight. When you look at the people who are actually standing up and voicing out injustices, it's mostly our black queens. This is very inspiring to me. It may not be clear to all of us, but it certainly is clear to me. They are not just fighting for themselves. Could you imagine any other race of women who've endured what our queens have done over the years? I'll wait. We have the power. All of us have smartphones and access to the internet. We are capable of pulling funds together to build our own schools, business establishments, and neighborhoods. We have more than enough talent. We can't continue to complain about a system we are not willing to participate in or correcting. But with all great teams, we need a coach and some all-star players to lead us to victory. Of course, there will be those people who will say, let sleeping dogs lay. That's their opinion, and they have the right to that. You see, in life, there are three people. Players, coaches, and fans. Your job as an enlightened African-American is to be in the game. What we can no longer be as a people are fans. All of these people getting rich off of our dollar needs to stop. We are the number two consumers in this country next to Asians. If the money is not circulating in our community, then we cannot support them. If they are not coming back to the community and not just speaking to the children, but giving to the children, we cannot support them. If they are not, if they are making money off of our support, monetary or otherwise, and they disrespect us in any way, we cannot support them. All over Facebook, you see many movements and boycotts, but when it comes down to it, we still give all of our money away to them. Some of our own people do not deserve our support because when they go and gets tough, they don't show up. All I'm saying is the agenda has to be African-American. It has to be about us. We still don't get any credit for so much of our talent. We have great messengers and the platforms, but soon learn that there are always bigger fish to fry. 
Our brothers and sisters in corporate America still struggle every day with their identity as it relates to work-life balance. They never truly get the credit they deserve. I see it every day. What if they had the black establishment to lean on? What if we had each other? In order to be a part of this movement or for the movement to work at all, you have to be content with knowing you won't be around to see the most satisfying part of the revolution. You won't be around to see the African-American woman-owned Fortune 500 companies, plural, as legally possible, or the Black-owned mainstream media outlets. You won't see the first African-American invent the flying car with automatic ground landing. Do you follow where I'm going here? Martin Luther King, he knew that we would have a louder voice, but that's it. All he knew was if he let the world see what they were doing to us, change would come. Imagine if MLK had an iPhone. Well, as you know, he doesn't, but you do. Malcolm X understood we had to be prepared to take arms physically, mentally, and spiritually. Today, we have the ultimate voice, a camera phone, and the internet. Let's connect with others on some serious terms. We're not going to continue to take the back street any longer. We're not going to be a puppet to anyone. Our voices will be heard. I don't have all the answers, but I'm willing to take the test. I'm willing to speak up and say something that is still not right here. It's not about one person. It's about all of us, every single black African-American in this country. And what I'm proposing is a new agenda. B-L-E-M, the Black Life Empowerment Movement. The name is self-explanatory. I agree, black lives matter, but we have to be accountable for our own people and more importantly, teach our own people. We can't depend on them to help us. It's asinine to think by telling them that black lives matter, we would change or solve anything. We must empower ourselves. When our people are truly independent, only then will the white establishment want to lend a hand and we can politely refuse their advances and remain independent. This is a nonprofit. I don't have any issues with nonprofits, but I want our message to be clear. We are for profit, we are for hire, and we are for black people. B-L-E-M. We'll be a corporation and all of our employees will be black. All of our customers will be black. We will service all areas of expertise from personal trainers, teachers, security detail, firemen, electricians, doctors, cooks, customer service reps, nurses, lawyers, pharmacists, engineers, architects, project managers, artists, and anything else you can think of. We have to build our own establishments of African-American owned businesses and compete at the highest level. We will have our own land, farms, and schools. I'll say it again. There's an abundance of land for sale in this great country. And most of it belongs to us. Our ancestry bled across these lands so other people can reap the fruits of its wealth. And that's crazy. No more. How many of you are at your job getting underpaid? Plenty of our being past someone less qualified than you because of politics. The BLEM Corporation will make sure you are paid what you deserve. 
we will act as a labor union for all African-American people. It doesn't matter if you work at McDonald's, we will fight for you. If you are not equally treated or paid, we will not work and we will pay you. Imagine if we planned, organized, and executed it. No one can make a dollar off us unless we allow them to. And we only work if we are getting paid top dollar in that particular field. On any given day, there could be a strike and not one African-American person, male or female, will work, use social media, or spend money. Now that, my brothers and sisters, is power. We cannot match their guns, and we certainly cannot match their drones, but we can hit them where it hurts the most, in their pockets. It's infuriating to know that African-Americans are not outraged about the Equifax breach and the Facebook data breach. The ironic part is most of the victims were probably African-American. Shout out to Rihanna for telling her people to delete Snapchat. The following day, it took that little dip in the stock market and I was pleased. Again, my friends, this is power. And as usual, our women made the move. We need more of these types of events to happen for them to start listening. Shout out to Colin Kaepernick for all he tried to do. I think timing is very important and it was just the wrong time. I'm surprised at the lack of support from other players and coaches around the league. Maybe they just didn't want to get involved. He sacrificed his career for every African-American football player, which is about 70% of the league. I pray someone is helping him and his family financially. The NFL is a very powerful organization, and we saw what they did to him. Shout out to everyone who understands the fight is not over. Shout out to all of our political soldiers. They need our support now more than ever. The BLEM agenda has to be televised. Our children have to know that they were worth fighting for and they will need to continue the movement of empowering our people. Our young men need to understand and accept their responsibility to the culture and the future of our people. And I propose a 10-step agenda. That's the end of chapter five, revolution. And revolution is something serious. I'm not gonna go right now into detail of the BLEM, the 10 step program, not right now. We are gonna come back to it. As a matter of fact, we are gonna come back to it in another episode and really dig into it because Man, it's heavy. It's it's some some serious shit on a on a good level on some on some high power empowerment. It's on some justice or else level. It's that deep. But I want to hit a few points, a couple of highlights of chapter five, and let's just talk for just for a little bit. Or let me express myself in other words. So as we as we get ready to come to a close of this book in this first season with As a Black Man Thinking 
which really should take some serious time to reflect on a lot of what's happening. A lot of what's happening to us, a lot of what's happening that we've caused, negative and positive, and reflect on a lot of things that's happening around us that we have control of and even the things that we don't have control of. And and then to, to ask that question, with a lot of things that's happening around us and to us that we don't have control of, let's ask the question and then answer the question, why don't I have control or why am I not, as, as the author put it, why am I not in the game? And not everybody, and not everybody can play the uh, uh, all the positions. And uh, and yeah, there there are gonna be fans, but we really should understand that we 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 can't we can't continue to just be fans. We can't continue to sit idly by. We can't continue to allow. The things that are happening to us that are out of our control to continue. We got to start taking some control of a lot of these things that are happening to us and happening around us, especially on the financial and the political arenas, industries. It's fine that we step in catching and fetching. That's just what some of us are going to be able to do. But if that's what defines you and defines your life, then man, my personal opinion, that's that's sad because you are definitely more than that. You're more than than than, than somebody that can dance a jig and, and, and act on some coonery and buffoonery. You're more than that. You're more than just those little entertaining talents. You're wiser and smarter than that as a people. I mean, just look at our history. Look at the great men and women that, that, that have come before us, that have paved the way, that have made things possible. Now, I ain't talking about, you know, the, 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 those, uh, the race barriers, the race barrier breakers, because let's be honest, in order to break a race barrier, the one that built the barrier that prevented you from coming in in the first place, Decided to allow you to come in. Don't act like you didn't understand what I said. We all love Jackie Robinson. We do. We all love the great things that he did. What he did as an athlete. But let's be for real. He and many other race barrier breakers. Those that crossed the color lines. They didn't do it on their own. And a lot of them, it wasn't their intention to do it in the first place. You got to really see that as the truth. Nobody's going to let you in their house. Unless they open the door and you walk in. You can stand outside knocking and kicking and screaming and hollering all you want to. But you ain't coming in unless they open the door. Many bills and legislation 
has been passed because, as we call it, the white establishment, they sign papers. Many athletes play in, in those times, began to play with white athletes and in white leagues because the white owners, the white organizers, they saw a value and a benefit of allowing us to play. Now, granted, once we started playing and you let us compete, shit, we, we, didn't, we didn't took over. Including hockey. Because when you really look at the early history of Canada and some of the earlier histories uh, during far north territories, you'll see we've been skating on ice. Research. That's just how powerful and dominant we are. Every person has that in them. But when you do things systematically to suppress it they become a wasted talent they don't unwrap that gift of themselves to the world so we as a people we gotta we gotta stop sitting we gotta stop sitting on our hands we gotta stop being fans we gotta get in the damn game we have to The author said, we have to be leaders in our communities and the emotional backbones of our families. Our people need to know they can depend on us. We are so far behind. That is, that is, that is so true. That is, that is an absolute. We have to be the leaders in our communities. But first, we got to have communities. We just live in multiple mixed neighborhoods right now. We used to have true communities. We had the Tulsa, Oklahoma. We had the Rosewood. We had Seneca Village and many others. We had the Geechee. We had Gull Island. We had multiple, multiple true communities. And we got to get back to that. And we have to be the leaders in our communities. Our people need to know that they can depend on us because so far they haven't been able to depend on us. A lot of us have been, been selling out. And selling out ain't ain't getting a, a nice house in a, in a better neighborhood and everything. Because I mean, and you can't blame nobody for doing that because when you're tired of living in shit and garbage and, and having your life threatened and, and, and feeling like, you know, you, you got to try and survive in a war zone of a war that ain't even yours when you finally tired of, of, of stray bullets blasting in your house because ignorant motherfuckers want to have drive-bys and shit like that when you finally tired of all of that yeah you gonna move you gonna move and a lot of times we're gonna move into a community where we are the only one or, we, or there may be a few sprinkles of us and you can't blame nobody for that because we're driving out our own people out of our own areas, out of our own communities. 
looking back at, at some of the historical moments of, of, of American history that we are truly a part of because we shaped a lot of this. American history is black history and black history is, is, is world history. But if you look at some of the things, especially like the, the, the riots, when Malcolm was killed, when Martin was killed, you look at the riots, we tore up our shit. We destroyed our businesses. We burned down our stores. We looted from black owned stores and establishments. We destroyed our shit. We acted like children having a tantrum. And that's what a lot of the white supremacists call us still to this day. The Negro people are children. And we drove people out of our communities. When the watch riots happens, instead of having the watch riots, hell, you know good and well it wasn't our fault that all of this shit started. Should have marched our asses up to Beverly Hills and tore they shit up. Don't shit where you lay your head. Don't tear up your own house when you mad and upset at somebody else. Punching holes in our walls because we mad at, 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 at some policy that some white racist had established. But anyway, we really are behind. This nation has a deficit. But also alongside that deficit, there's a one point trillion dollar spending and consuming habit that is attributed to us as a people. And we don't we don't produce anything. We don't publish anything other than some little funky little magazines of entertainment. And a lot of that is nonsense. Now, we do have some substantial and, and significant stuff that we do. But on the real. Where's our power? Where's our power? If we're constantly being given or granted permission. And then we don't turn around and create and establish our own. The author said. The revolution starts with African-Americans coming together to help other African-Americans. That's a strong point. We have to be willing to spread more love. That's even stronger. Pay attention to what's going on in your community from the school board on up to the mayor's office. Find out who your leaders are in the community and talk to them. They can speak to the people who make the rules. And once you're in the door, become a part of the group that makes the rules and does right by the people. If you had a child, you're the mother, you're the father. You're not going to let that child be raised in another household when you have a house yourself. So why are we doing that to each other? We are each other's brothers and sisters. We are our own people. Although, yeah, you got you to gotta admit all skin folk and kin folk, but let's understand it's still the common denominator. 
that we all come from one one similar root. And allowing others or begging others to do for us what we need to go ahead and do for ourselves that as we've done previously in ancient history when you really when you really study the 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 times of of the the, the Nubian and and the Nile Valley lifestyle and the culture the older older and it, older than a hundred something thousand years trust me when you study what what's going on in many of the places of of the first developments of civilization you should be inspired and encouraged to return to that to understand what it means as the last shall be first and the first shall be last to understand that the bottom rail will soon be on the top It goes deeper than that. But the revolution starts with us. We do have to come together. We do have to unify. We can unite and get together over some bullshit, over playing some spades and some dominoes. We can get together to smoke a blunt. We get together and go go to a football game or, or, or a sporting event. We get together to go party and bullshit at some chick's house. We get together to, to, to lollygag and play around, tell lies and jokes in the barbershop. We could get together and, and, and do that. We get together and look good. We can get together and go to church and to the mosque and synagogue and everything like that. But when are we going to get together to actually solve some problems? And many of us are doing it. Many of us are getting together and solving some problems. Many of us are taking the initiative. But it's not enough. We're still behind. We're not as active as we need to be in the school boards. We're not as active as we need to be in city legislation. In the politics. We're not as active as active as we, as we really need to be. If we know what's need to be corrected, why are we waiting for others to run for office when we can run ourselves? Getting in the damn game. I'm just saying. The author talked about white privilege. And we have to understand how, how this is a serious effect. And just notice it. Like I, I know we 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 approaching uh, uh, almost an hour. I know we are, and I, I truly do not like oppressing your time, but let me just hit a few more highlights. White privilege. Let's really understand what it is. It is a societal privilege that benefits white people over non-white people in some societies, particularly if they are otherwise under the same social, political, or economic circumstances with roots in European colonialism the Atlantic slave trade and the growth of the second British empire after 1783 white privilege has developed in circumstances that have broadly right that have broadly benefited 
people of non non-colored people and it's broadly benefited them in many circumstances I'm just saying concept is to analyze when you, when you realize you, you can analyze the racism the structural racism the systematic racism a lot of this hasn't been done you know just for play it wasn't done accidentally white privilege is serious and there are so many that abuse their white privilege and that's where we are today in a lot of situations and I don't want to preach too much on on, on, on that I'm, I'm not that's not what really this is all about but let's just put it out there because that's that's what this book is. You know what I'm saying? That's what the author, Brother Reggie Whitaker, he 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 put his heart into this. He he he's he poured his feelings out. He's talking to us. And he asked us a question. Are we prepared to act today if opportunity presents itself? I don't know the future of America, but I will say this. Whatever we didn't have before, we have now and we can make change. That's it right there. A lot of times throughout throughout our existence and throughout our history, we've always known that information is power, right? But the access of information is what, 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 what the key is. If you keep information from someone that you know it can save their lives or liberate them from oppression and, up, and, 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 and deliver them from the evils of colonization, but if you keep that information from them, They'll stay there. They'll stay under your boot. But we, we we have access now. We don't have to stay. We have a lot of tools. We can make some serious changes. The information has always been there. We just didn't have access to it. And then when the access was, was open and available... Because we haven't had that as a primary concern and we lost interest and we've been distracted from from seeing that, oh, shoot, the door to the library is open. Oh, shoot. They're not cutting the eyes out of black folks for reading. Oh, shit. You mean to tell me I won't get my tongue cut out for speaking my own native language? Oh, shit. You mean to tell me, man, I can actually go and get a book off of Amazon or Etsy or or some other online business or delivering service. You mean to tell me I could get a Kindle and download books that are on, on in digital format and read them and study them. The information is there. We have access to it. We didn't have it before, but we got it now. We got it now. We got access to money. We got access to investments. We got access to, to, to assets. We got access to, to, to credit business credit and improving our credit and bettering ourselves on a financial standpoint and empowering ourselves. We got that now. The author said, we don't pay attention enough to what's going on and that's what makes us vulnerable. We don't, we don't read the news enough. We don't watch the news enough. We don't attend the meetings the zoning meetings in our cities. We don't we don't attend the school board meetings like he said. We don't attend. We got to do that more. 
while we twerking, others is working. You know, I'm serious about that. While we sitting around talking about the score of the game that we saw and the performance of the athlete, we missing the point of the commercials that was shown during the game and at halftime and the money that they paid, but also the money that they made off of the endorsements and the sponsorships and for having their commercials to advertise their products, which we ended up buying. We got a lot of brothers that that ain't paying attention to the medical marijuana industry. You sit up there and can't wait to, to get your homeboys to roll up a blunt or eat some edibles. But you just paid a couple of hundred dollars to a white-owned dispensary that ain't put no money back in your community. But the majority of its customers ain't even patients with serious issues, serious health issues that require medical marijuana. And yet we still want to sell it out the back door of our grandmama house. Slide over to our friend's house, calling ourselves the plug, but yet we won't do what it takes to get a business plan together to start up an LLC or S Corp or C Corp. Understand what it takes to be a part of the medical marijuana industry. Buy some land and start growing. Supply the, 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 the clinics. Supply the weed for the research. We sell it legit. Increase enough sales and revenue and become an IPO. I'm just saying. Because my man said, follow the money. And that's that's so ironic. That is so ironic. Because in a lot of TV shows and everything that we watch, especially the, 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 the police shows and the crime shows and things like that, What's one of the things that they always say, especially when they catch a high uh, 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 man, uh, that 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 elite criminal. What's one of the things that they say? When they come almost to a dead end in their investigation. When the case is almost gone cold, what do they ultimately do? Some motherfucker comes up with an ingenious idea. Follow the money. It's always going to be about money. That's a sad truth. And it's something we can't deny and we can't escape it. But it's a sad truth for real. It's a shame that everything has to be about money. It's a shame that we actually have to use money. We got to use money to buy food and food been growing on this earth before we was alive. It's a shame that we got to buy, use money to buy land and we just can't Take no land or claim it. I'm just saying. Look, I, I didn't oppress your time enough. Let's let's come back to this. Y'all have a beautiful and wonderful day. Thank you for tuning in to your new favorite podcast, The Chapter in the Chat. I am your humble host, Jamil, and your narrator extraordinaire. Come on back for the next episode. We're going to talk about the BLM, the BLEM plan, the 10 steps that the brother presented. 
And we're going to get into a few more things. We ain't done with this as a black man thinking by Reggie Whitaker. Peace, blessings of love, light, and black power. I holler.